Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. What up, Fightful fam, and welcome to 1-2 Punch. Player 1, Shaquille Madjoy. Player 2, Marquis Adam Martin of MMA Oddsbreaker, BJ Penn, and beyond. Adam, how's it going, dude? I'm doing great, man. Glad to finally be on your show, man. Uh, I've, I've watched a few of the other episodes with uh, a few of my Canadian colleagues, and I'm glad to finally be here myself. Yeah, the the Canadians low-key running the game. Every day I find out more and more of us are uh, doing this from up north. Okay, guys, uh, welcome to 1-2 Punch. If this is your first time here, let me give you a quick breakdown on how we move and how we shake. Uh, this is 1-2 Punch. It's news talk, but on a win-lose-draw system. What that means is we're going to talk about the week's biggest winners and the week's biggest losers before drawing up a little preview for UFC Vegas 19 this Saturday. Without further ado, let me hit this animated intro. Shout out to the graphics team over at Fightful. Boom. A quick reminder, guys, if you can please help us out, hit subscribe, tap the notification bell, leave a like on this video. All those little acts go to help us get in front of more eyeballs, grow the show, grow the channel. Ticking away every day, getting a little bit more and more on those subs. We really appreciate the support. If you're feeling extra generous, a little super chat donation always warms the heart. Leave us a dollar. Leave us a thousand. I've got my preference, but it's all good. Um, and most importantly, guys, just talk to us in the chat. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to engage with you. And, and if nothing else, it lets me know that things are running smoothly. I don't have to hold this up to my ear like a maniac okay adam that's enough of me shilling and you sitting there watching let's get to it dude um sure this is one of those weeks we talked about it off air uh, and you seemed a little light but more than that what i noticed is there are a whole lot of losers and not as many clear winners so let's start on the loser's side today and i don't want to bury the lead uh, brian caraway legendary ufc wec fighter <laughs> in the news uh for a really troubling reason, he was hit with a number of charges, including uh, allegedly stealing his ex-girlfriend Misha Tate's ATV. 
what goes through your mind on initial read of that headline? Sad to hear, man, honestly, because he's dealt with a lot the last few years. Uh, he was in the UFC for many years. He did really well in the UFC. He had a lot of really good wins, guys like wins over guys like Aljamain Sterling. But, uh, you know, he, he had, I think his father passed away from cancer a few years ago. He got released from the UFC. He was with Misha Tate for like, I think, 15 years, maybe. They were together for, for many years and they, uh, they broke apart. She's with another fighter, Johnny Nunez. They have a, a child together, I believe maybe two now. So it must be hard for him, man. So I can see why, like, it just broke eventually. It's It was hard to see. I mean, everyone's kind of like, you know, just kind of throwing shade at him now and stuff. But I feel kind of bad for the guy, honestly, bro. Yeah. Um, I, I had the privilege of uh, interviewing Brian Carraway pretty early into my uh, MMA coverage over at Fansided. And uh, he, towards me, was very cordial, very kind, very open to discussing whatever I wanted to discuss. And like you said, it's easy to look at these headlines and, and be kind of jaded and start... Okay, first and foremost, if he did the things that he is being charged with, no excuses. There's no way to no, condone no, that sort of behavior. But like you're saying, it, it probably points to some deeper-rooted problems that you and I, I think, both hope he, he can address. Because you don't want – especially in this sport, like, we talk about it all the time. We're talking about it a little bit off-air. Like, these guys and girls go through so much. They, they take tr- – damage they're traumatized they work hard they often don't see the fruits of their label financially or legacy wise and and so uh, it's always a shame when we're kind of not only is it a shame but like it's sort of a reminder about what happens to a lot of these fighters once they wrap up their careers and not to say they're all going to go out and allegedly commit uh criminal acts but we saw it with that wonderful feature that uh, mma fighting did on on uh, the King Spencer, Spencer Fisher. Fisher. Yep, yep. Like it's just rough. These guys fade away. You don't hear from them. Sean Ross Sapp and I were talking about Brian Bowles. Like, where has he been? I know yep. he had some addiction issues, but like, it's just a reminder that when like, we don't see these guys, but their lives keep going. And a lot of times it, it's not the sort of fairy tale picture they're hoping for. Dude, the brain trauma is a real thing, man. That's, that's absolutely for sure. There was a Spencer Fisher story. Steve Morocco did an amazing job with that story. It's just incredible journalism. That guy's one of the best in the game. And now there's another, uh, I think he did, maybe it was him too, but Mac Danzig, another former UFC mm-hmm. fighter. I think he was the ultimate fighter winner, if I'm not mistaken. He, now he's coming out and talking about his brain trauma. There's definitely something going on with, with poor Brian Caraway. Like, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, I just think it's a lot It's a lot easier to say, you know, this guy's nuts and look what he's doing and we should take leave her alone. I'm not saying that what he, anything he did, I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying there is some other stuff going on. Like this guy's been through a lot in the last couple of years. Um, I was actually just watching this documentary the other day on, on Chris Benoit and they were talking yeah. about him and, and the murders, you know, and I'm sure your fans talk about this all the time and stuff, but uh, you know, I used to be a huge wrestling fan before I became an MMA fan, quite frankly. And uh, that was something that, you know, was, was very shocking. But I think now that we know more about brain trauma and CTE and stuff, we're kind of starting to realize, you know, what maybe was go- actually going on there. It wasn't as easy as saying this guy's insane and killed his family. Just as it's easy to say, you know, Brian Caraway is a weirdo and what are you doing, right? I think there's some other stuff going on on Shaq. And I think that, you know, as years go on, we're going to see these guys as they get older. And you're going to see more of this, quite frankly. You're going to see worse stuff than this. Guys going through serious problems. Yeah, and uh, I will. I admittedly was scrambling to get the graphics up today. So I will be changing the 
title card that reads Misha's crazy ex. Uh, so sorry, Brian Caraway. I didn't even notice that. Honestly, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I'm not really throwing shit at you. I just think it's no, general, no, no. But uh, but I, I think you're right, and I, I was not thinking clearly when I put that together. It's okay, Shaq. We'll, we'll give you a pass on it. We'll let it slide this time. Uh, Joseph Bose in the comment section. It's crazy that this is going back as far as 2018. Yeah, so if people yes. don't really know the timeline regarding Brian Carey and Misha Tate, what have I? I think they, I think they had been dating since like college, um, and they had been together for a very long time. And I think around 2018, Misha and Brian Carey broke up, and like immediately after, Misha Tate um, was in this relationship with Johnny Nunez. They appeared to be very happy. She got pregnant. Uh, they have children now, so. I, I imagine for Brian Caraway, I don't know what the private life was like, but in terms of what was publicly available on that timeline, it was there was no time for closure from the outside looking in. At least there's a lot of headlines in that regard. So and dude, think about it, Misha Tate, man, come on, like he lost Misha Tate. That that's like every MMA fan's <laughs> dream girlfriend. Let's be completely honest. He was dating her, dude. We're, Many, you know how many times my friends when we were watching fights and be like, how is this guy dating her? But they really truly loved each other and they, they yeah. were together and they they became something in MMA together. They, you know, their journey together, you know, sleeping on the mats, you know, becoming something was pretty inspirational watching. I always like thought, you know, Brian Carey was someone I could like kind of look up to in a way, you know, for, because to me he was just like an average guy who was dating like the hottest fighter in the game. And he was a good fighter too. And I'm like, I want to yeah. be like this guy a little bit. And now we see, you know, some of the stuff that was going on. It's, it's sad, man, you know. Um, but I, I don't think you were – I don't think you said anything really wrong, Shaq. I think a lot of people would think that. I'm just yeah. trying to think a little bit deeper, knowing the guy a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, from everything I've heard, he's a really decent guy. But I think he's been through a lot mentally. and it's, He just kind of snapped, man. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, uh, I'll go one for two on the Brian Caraway train. Got the hot girlfriend down, not so much of the top 15 status uh, in my own line of work. We're working our way. We're working our way there. All right, Adam, let's move past this. Um, another sure. guy who, th th okay, let me say, this story is the one that like cemented how dumb some MMA fans are. Not all, not Joseph Bose in the chat, not everyone else watching the live stream, but some. Uh, Hamzat Shemaev pulled out again from his Leon Edwards fight. He appeared, I'm not going to say the name of the thing that gets, I don't know if it still affects the algorithm, but it did. <laughs> but, you know, the bad, bad, no-no illness. Um, it appears that Hamzat Shemarev is one of these long haulers who I think it was at the end of November that he contracted it, yet he's still experiencing really bad symptoms and still can't get through a healthy camp. And this video footage came out from, I think, uh, uh, an outlet called Front Kick. They were doing a documentary in yep. Sweden and um, where, he, where Hamzat is training and like the dude's got fevers, the dude's in the hospital. He called his manager allegedly and said i, I think i'm gonna die like he appears to be super super ill and i i believe him now I, you know i was sharing uh, that story on facebook and i ran into a few people accusing hamza chimeov of either one ducking leon edwards or two uh not being in shape or not being able to make the weight to which i would like to remind you this is the guy who fought like what three times in a four month span or something like that? It's it's just, like I don't know if these people are dense, if they're just lazy, if if they're if they're trying to get a rise out of people. But like, how do you call Hamza Chimeyev someone 
who's scared, who's uh, not working hard enough. Like whether or not you think uh, that this whole global situation is being blown out of proportion or not, accusing Hamza of those things is a way bigger stretch. Bro, they accused Khabib of ducking people. Like they accused like John Jones of ducking people. GSP, GSP is ducking them. Come on. Hamza's a beast. You know, he got sick, man. He's really sick right now. The one thing I'll say is, like, I remember a few months ago when this first came out um, and there was all these, there was all the denials from his team and stuff saying, he's he's fine, he's going to be better. Like, it's almost like they didn't take it very seriously, man. And now you're starting to see, like, this guy was really ill. His lungs are, like, seriously inflamed. He was supposed to fight in December. This fight, he's not going to fight till June now, they're saying, at, at earliest. Yeah. Like, he's, in, he's seriously sick. But, you know, his misery... Is someone else's gain in Bilal Muhammad yep. filling in now against Leon Edwards? And you know, Bilal's a guy that I got a lot of respect for. Man, he's a he's a really solid fighter, and uh, taking this fight on short notice, getting that opportunity, you know, Cam's that that sucks for him, man. Especially because, like you said, Shaq, he had those three wins in that quick span. Mm-hmm. Looked like the next thing. He looked like the next big superstar. He did. I'm not so like at this point. How do we really know that? Like, is he even gonna like bounce back from this? It could be a serious illness going forward. This could be something that affects him for a long time i'd like to believe this guy is going to be good going forward man but uh you know for now he's going to be up for a little while yeah uh i agree it's rough to see and the reality is like this does nothing to help out hamzat because he was on the hottest of hottest of momentums going into this leon edwards fight like when's the last time an unranked guy got gifted a number 15 spot just to justify a fight with the number three guy in the world like it doesn't really happen and for Hamzat, not in terms of his overall career trajectory, but in terms of capitalizing, he's losing it. He's not going to regain this sort of momentum because his rise was in a lot of ways circumstantial, right? Fight Island, um, a shortage of opponents, very impressive wins, but he's not Tony Ferguson. He's not Habib. We're not going to wait two, three years for his return. The sport's going to move on, and when he comes back at this rate, He's not going to get number three Leon Edwards anymore. So the idea that Hamzat Shemav is running away from this fight is it, it, so ridiculous. And the reality is, waiting does him no good right now. He's it, this is going to set him back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, dude. I don't think he deserved the fight in the first place. Quite frankly, like you said, he was he really was a the beneficiary of good circumstance. Like there was really no other fights available for Leon. He needed a fight. Really, he hasn't fought in almost two years. Like, can you believe that? Like. This guy is one of the best fighters on the planet, and he doesn't fight. It's really sad to see. I'd like to see Leon back in the cage. I wanted to see him fight someone that was, like, top five. He's fighting Bilal, still a top 50. Actually, Bilal is actually ranked above Kamzat yeah. in the ranking. I think he's one spot above him, 13 to 14. So, you know, it sucks. I'd like to think that Kamzat can bounce back. He seems like a mentally tough guy. Yeah. He's I mean, obviously a great, great fighter. But, dude, I mean, the guy's ill. He's being flown to the U.S. now to get – checked out like by specialists like this is serious stuff man yep. agreed so. uh max alcoquilly holloway in the chat we will come back to your question uh, it is on the lineup so we won't rush it uh let's segue here nicely from well we'll go we'll go from the loser here in chamayev to sort of the middle guy who's leon edwards and then we'll jump to the winner below muhammad for leon edwards so you know, he's going from fighting basically unranked Hamzat to fighting slightly higher ranked Bilal Muhammad on the March 13th UFC fight night. It's a main event. Um, 
Dana White wanted to reward Leon with a Colby Covington fight after Hamzat fell out, but that's not going to happen. On one hand, I want to say good for Leon. He he needs to get back in there. Let's not make mistake any mistake about it. It's been two years, um, and you know people aren't long for this MMA game unless you're Glover Teixeira or Randy Couture. Um, on the other hand, you're stuck fighting Bilal Muhammad, a really tough guy who's been super active on a long winning streak, top 15 guy. Like, there's nothing to gain for Leon here short of activity. Ultimately, what's the lesser of two evils? Taking a Bilal Muhammad fight in a main event or waiting out even longer than Leon already has been? Yeah, I agree. He needs a fight, man. I think he should have fought even sooner than this. They kept trying to put that cams that fight together. They tried three times. The yeah. UFC really wanted to book that fight. I think the plan was to have the winner of that fight the winner of Burns and Eastman. Now they're changing on the fly. You see what's going on with the Ultimate Fighter. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts right now. Mm-hmm. Listen, honestly, like considering it's a short nose fight, it's not a bad fight. You know, Bilal is a top 15 guy. He's coming off four straight wins. He's won eight of his last nine fights in the UFC. So he's actually a very underrated, good, solid fighter. Having said that, I think Leon Edwards truly is a world-class talent, man. And uh, I expect him to look pretty good in this fight. And I think it's a good thing that he's going to get some ring time. Because a two-year layoff and then getting a title fight, for instance, that's, that's a bad idea. So I like the fact he's going to take this fight. They could go 25 minutes and get that experience of going uh, five rounds and then maybe fighting for the belt in his next uh being in the octagon i, I want to give a quick shout out to i think another canadian who we need to get on here very soon uh you know him well mr cole shelton is in the chat oh yeah PJ oh Penn. there he is <laughs> uh he's and he makes a very good point which is that march 13th card went from edwards Jamayev, rosenstroik gain Ige hall to edwards versus Bilal, Ige versus who knows and then rothwell <laughs> versus Linz. like Dude, we, they, the UFC is trying to pull one over on us. They have this UFC 259 card, which, make no mistake, is ridiculously stacked. you got a super fight between Izzy and Jan. You've got Sterling versus uh, Piotr Jan, excuse me. And then you also have Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. But everything around yep. that is bad, dude. We were watching UFC 258. We were doing a watch-along for the entire main card. And that is the card that... Uh, convinced me that we should be more selective about which fights we do the watch-alongs for because we get to the end of Alexa Grasso versus Macy Barber and I'm just thinking to myself there has to be something else before the main event there's like this this does not feel like a co-main event fight on a pay-per-view does it no I I think yeah especially if you're you know selling on 65 bucks you'd like to get a better co-main event the original co-main event was Hall and Weidman which was a slightly better fight I I think but not even really a co-main event it's just funny how it has one title fight and the next one's got three the one after that's got two like you'd you'd think that they would try to be a little more consistent but you know it's all timing man it's all injuries and we'll give the UFC a little bit of a break with all the COVID stuff it's it's not easy to like run fights every week and they're doing a pretty good job of it uh, for the most part uh, I think, but I'm I'm with you, man. There are some weak cards coming up, but uh, you know, there's some good cards too. Like this weekend's card, I think it, tomorrow's card, I should say, is unbelievable in my opinion. Yeah. So I think there's some really good cards, but it's too inconsistent. Like, and then we're gonna have a card coming up. I know it's gonna happen. Where like four fights fall off the day of, and we get like six fights, and they're all like really bad fights. And the main event's gonna be some fight that like 
it was on the undercard originally. It's gonna happen, man. It's happened before, and it's gonna happen with COVID. Just watch. Okay. I, I love, I love this. Joseph Bozo is always like keeping us up to date with what's going on while we're shooting this. He's Perfect. he's giving us some news credited to Cole Shelton, who's also on the live chat. So I just love that. <laughs> what happened? What I happened? said that uh, apparently Vicente Luque was offered to step up and fight Leon Edwards, but they didn't want to do a rematch, and that, um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's that. Um, okay, very quickly on Bilal. Can I just say everyone was talking about. Julian Marquez's call out of Miley Cyrus, but I think the most lukewarm call out of all time was when Bilal Muhammad called out Li Jing Liang. It's just amazing to me that the guy. It, it, it's just so everything in the UFC appears to be backwards at times. You got Bilal calling out the leech, and yet he ends up with number three Leon Edwards. How big of a winner yeah. is Bilal in all this? Who for the longest Huge. time was just not getting a quality opponent. Huge man, I'm telling you, he's he is underrated. Like I was looking at his record tape because. Looking at the fight from a handicapping perspective, Leon Edwards will be a big favorite. But I'm trying to think, like, does Bilal have a chance? And look at his record. It's really good. Look at his record. You'll see it is 9-3, and three, I believe. That's very solid. And the three losses are to – well, two of them are ranked guys in the top 50 right now. So he's a solid guy. But the pro- here's the problem. All his wins are by, like, decision. And Leon Edwards is one of those guys that does a really good job winning decisions. So, you know, all credit to Bilal. And I – I think he's going to put a better fight than some people believe, but I think eventually it's not going to go his way. Probably see Leon win decision. Might, you know, that's kind of how I'm like thinking about it. But the fact that he's getting the opportunity to get this fight is a huge win. Yeah. And he does have a chance. It's not like it's a complete blowout. I would favor it like, you know, 70-30 for Leon or something like that. So okay. Blow has a chance to win this fight. He could possibly out-wrestle Leon. It's possible. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, last of the uh, losers pile for me. <laughs> UFC Vegas 19, man. Uh, I don't know what people were snacking on, but what is it? Four fighters missed weight, yep. including one whose, whose name is escaping me, and and you know who it is. Uh, not only did he miss the featherweight limit, he missed it by so much that he missed the lightweight limit, too. <laughs> uh, do, do you remember that guy's name? Yeah, Rafael Alves. He was uh, making his UFC debut, supposed to make his UFC debut tomorrow. <laughs> the fight's been pulled. He was fighting this guy, Pat Sabatini, who's also making his debut. He did make weight, but... Alves, like you said, he was contracted to fight at 145 plus an extra pound allowance, came in at 157. So he wouldn't have even been allowed to fight a lightweight without getting fined. Um, this is this is pretty sad. I mean, there's been some bad weight misses over the years. I was thinking about Rumble and Vitor Belfort. Rumble came in 12 pounds over. That was a big WTF moment. This was the same thing, man. Um, the, the difference is this guy is an undercard guy that no one's quite frankly heard of before. I think this card because it's his first fight and he was on the contender series too, actually. But in general, there wasn't a much fanfare fanfare for this fight, but the fact this guy's missed by 12 pounds, I think people are clicking on that article today. I believe it, man. People are clicking on that reading about it. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's a, not even a one and done in terms of weigh-ins, do you think he's a one and done in the UFC? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials 
To participate, simply fill up an Orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I think so. I, I just, like, how could you even trust that guy to Was come this back a short notice fight? It was, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was supposed to fight uh, Mike Trezano. So actually, it would be Sabatini who came in short notice, which would have made more sense if he was way. Uh-huh. But this guy had a little bit of a camp, still, I think, somewhat short. He had posted a statement. I, I didn't check it yet, but I, I just saw on Twitter that he, he said that he had fallen ill this morning and couldn't cut the weight. So not sure what happened. But, you know, Shaq, the, the weight cutting is not We talk about brain trauma. We're a weight cutting. That's what... The first time I ever watched Ultimate Fighter, first season when they showed the guys in the saunas, I'd never seen that before. We don't really have wrestling up here in Canada. You know how it is, Jack. It's not really a wrestling-heavy yeah. country. So I never knew about weight cutting. And I saw it in the show. I was like, what the hell is this? And throughout the years, we've seen that and, and time and time again. So I think that also plays a, a part, the weight cut. Yeah, uh, people always saying, oh, you know, the, the media, they can't, they can't scrap. Why even try? I'd say not only do I not want to get hit in this pretty, pretty mug, but I'm in bulk this <laughs> season 24-7, so... Yeah, it's tough, dude. All, cutting all that weight and just you know going into the octagon depleted to the next day, it's brutal. Yeah. I don't know if these guys, it's unbelievable what they do. I have so much respect for the fighters. 100%. 100%. Um, all right, let's move on to you know, I know this this show's been all over the place and so formatting. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess the fighters are the losers here, and the uh, Dana's the winner, even though I think he thinks he's the loser here. Uh, this. A story comes out where Dana White admits to betting $1 million on a boxing match. The first time he bet seven figures and he lost all of it, uh, describing himself as a degenerate gambler, laughing it off. I, I didn't even, I didn't read too much into it, but you, you mentioned it off the air. It's like, how tone deaf is it that while you and I week to week are talking about fighter pay and how these guys aren't being compensated fairly and how they're struggling to make ends meet, have multiple jobs. You have the president of the company uh, more or less bragging about the fact that he can lose a cool mill and, you know, barely makes a dent in his bank account. No, it's, it's a bad look, man, in my opinion. We all knew Dana White liked the gamble. Like, we've heard the stories about him on the Vegas Strip playing the tables. I didn't know he was too into the sports betting thing. Or I knew he played tables. Mm-hmm. This was the first interview where I knew, like, I really thought he was into betting on sports too. And of course, you got the fans saying he's betting on the fights of the UFC, which I don't believe is happening. Um, you know, he, I don't think he would risk his business to do that, you know, because yeah. that's what would be at risk how to do that. But he said he bets on college basketball, boxing, he lost a million on. That was 14 years ago, Shaq. How many other bets has he lost since then? Because you lose a million, you probably bet on something else for a million to get that million back. Yeah. And you might lose that and you start chasing and it just adds up. I would like to think this guy is somewhat of a wing better, but I have a feeling he loses a lot of money, man. But he doesn't give a shit. Sorry, I shouldn't swear. No, no, you can swear. Just don't don't talk oh, about okay. that. Don't talk about that sick thing. But... Yeah, I know. That that thing, that screwed something up for, for me too yesterday too. So I was like, what the hell is this thing with the algorithm? But uh, yeah. anyways, fuck, Dana fuck White. Algorithm. <laughs> Listen, Dana White, the guy... He's got an amazing company. He's provided a lot of opportunity for a lot of people and the fighters. They wouldn't really have that opportunity without him. But the pay is just so crazy low. And then you have the president bragging all the time about how he just drops all this money on the tables. It's very tone deaf. It's very, it's very dumb. <laughs> my, my all-time favorite uh, piece of 
media content or headlines that surfaced in the MMA world was when Colby Covington tracked down Dana White in a yep. casino. And, like, he's got some women that are not his wife uh, next to him. There's a bunch of, like, old, rich white dudes and a bunch of, like, young, scantily clad women. They're, they're, they're betting their money. And you could just tell Dana White does not want to be on camera right now. I know. When I was when I was writing the article, I was like typing in Dana White Casino just to find like pictures of him sitting in the casino. That was the only thing that came up was him with the Colby coming to where he's like, "Hey Dana," he's like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> that whole thing was so ridiculous. I it's funny it. though, eh? Like two years later, now Colby's Dana's best friend. Oh, Colby's gonna fight Leon. We love Colby here. I want to see Colby fight Usman again. It's really funny, eh? How yeah. he, you know he's earned his bad books and then you switch to his good books. If if you want a sample of how gross uh, UFC MMA Reddit is. I, I made the argument, the very, very tasteful, very non-confrontational argument that, for me, I find more enjoyment in Colby Covington's shtick when he veers away from the race and political comments and leans into chasing down Dana White uh, at a casino, posting movie spoilers and pinning them to the top of his Twitter Telling Kamar Usman that he can't draw money with a paper and a green crayon. Like, walking out to Kurt Angle's theme song. Like, I just made the argument that this is the stuff I enjoy from Colby more and that I believe he's clever enough to do it. Yeah. But, oh, no, no. All I got in response is, Colby's not racist. Brazil's, Brazil's, not, a, Brazil's not an ethnicity. How could he be racist to Brazil? How, how could he... Kamaru is from Nigeria. They have tribes in Nigeria. Like, yeah, I know. Too, listen, he said some stupid things. I'd like to think, and I've always thought that he's like been playing a, a, a character. This yeah, whole time. he is. And, and when the day he retires, he's going to be like, guys, I was just joking the whole time. It was just, it was, I was trying to get you to watch my fight. Like Chael Sonnen. Chael was the same way. We know and that's that what Chael, he's doing. Yeah. Exactly, right? So I'd like to think that. But people really, they get so angry about the stuff he says, man. I personally think he's pretty entertaining. Some of the stuff he said, like the little tribe thing with Usman, that's. That's going a little too far, I believe. But I think he's a pretty entertaining guy for the most part. That's why I think the UFC pushes him so hard, yeah. man. Because they want guys that are outspoken a little bit. And, you know, he's a really cocky guy. He's out there. You know, he posts videos every day on his Instagram him with, like, these <laughs> smoking hot girls down in Miami beaches. Like, talking about Dude, I love and... it. I love it. I love it too, man. I like it too. I like for, it too. For me, too. the mega... And this is not a matter of being right-wing or left-wing. Stoking yeah. the political... For me, the the getting into the politics of it is just the lowest common denominator. Like it is so easy to yep. market yourself oh, yes. when you're going to, when you're going to, because you immediately have 50% of the audience, right? 50% of the country. When you go down that route for me, even though it's still super pro wrestling in your face, uh, immature stuff, I find a lot more enjoyment when he takes the extra second to think like, what could I do today? That's going to rile up everyone, regardless of, ethnicity or political affiliation what can i do today that's gonna dude when he calls ben Askren ben Askren, like that is so juvenile but it is so funny to me like that's the stuff i i hope now that uh you know as you know the election is behind us now we're gonna have to i hope at some point move on from this right wing left wing thing yeah. to a degree for a, for a good four years i'd like to see what else colby covington can come up with because i think he's got no shortage of juvenile ideas that i am all for consuming i mean like in many ways his rise kind of coincided at the same time as trump's mm-hmm. presidency so like the same time right now that trump's not in office it's gonna be interesting to see like does he keep attaching himself to that whole mega gimmick or does he do something else 
you know, I'm not really a political guy by any means. Like, obviously, I pay attention somewhat, but I, I don't talk about politics, like, with friends or on Twitter. Because, dude, all you're doing is enticing an argument, in my yeah. opinion. So anytime he talks about this stuff, I completely ignore it for the most part, you know? But I can see why he defends people at the same time, man. I, I think he's an entertaining guy. And, and these heels, we need heels in MMA we too, do. right? Like, we, we, we need guys like Chael. We need guys like Colby. We can't just have these nice guys like Stephen Thompson and Gilbert Burns. Like, they're great guys, amazing guys. The sport would be boring if it was only great guys. You also need that, like, kind of, like, evil guy. So I like the heels, man. And I like Colby too. Yeah, uh, I I really hope they get this tough thing done with Colby and Jorge. Like, get get Trump to make an appearance there. You know, they they both love Donald Trump. Donald Trump loves both of them. <laughs> I didn't them. think about like, that. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's it would be so much fun. It would be so much fun. You know, it's just they they brought it back at such a tough time with COVID. Like that's a all good the, pun there. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I screwed up, didn't I? <laughs> no, I'm talking about that. You said it's too tough. Oh, okay, <laughs> too tough. Yeah. Anyways, it's just, it's funny at the time they brought it back, I feel like, you know, it's bad timing because I don't know how they're going to do all the testing and stuff for these guys in the house. Like, how's that going to work? How would it work for if they brought guests into the house? I'm not sure. So I think there's a lot of uh, questions, unanswered questions. But my, my question is, why are they talking about this Masvidal and Houston rematch? That's my question. Because to me, that is not an interesting fight, man. Yeah. Um, I, I get why they're doing it. Um... I'm listen. I'm down to watch like Usman versus Masvidal in a straight Muay Thai fight. Uh, but I agree. There's there's I think more enticing matchups you can make right now. All right. Uh, we do need to move on to the closing portion of this. Are there very quickly? Are there any other winners or losers you wanted to like? No, not no quick one can fire off to. Okay, cool. One last reminder, folks. Uh, before. I do it again at the end, that is. Hit subscribe, tap the notification bell, leave a like on this video. Those subscriber numbers are ticking up every day. If you can help us keep the momentum going, that would mean the world. Thank you very much. Uh, hit us up, super chat donations. That goes a long way as well. Uh, we love hearing from all of you. Uh, and, oh, actually, we did ignore Max Elkakui Holloway, who did ask, who do you guys favor yep. in the Perry Rodriguez fight? Let's do that real quick. I, at this point, I'm going to say Mike Perry just because I think Daniel Rodriguez's style caters to what Mike Perry likes to do, and Mike Perry's done it longer at a higher level. At the same time, man, Mike Perry's such a wild card. Like, who knows if he's going to show up on weight? Who, who, who knows if he's going to show up with, like, his lovely wife could, you know, bring the baby cor- like to the corner. Like, I don't know what Mike Perry is going to be up to, but I think Mike Perry's the safe bet there, and I say that as a big Daniel Rodriguez fan. Yeah, I think it can go either way, honestly. They're both strikers. They both like to stay in bang, like you said. I think Perry's more, like, boxing-heavy, obviously. Mm-hmm. He will go for a takedown, though. We've seen that in the last couple of fights with Mickey Golly took him down. But if he doesn't get the takedown and he stays in the feet, he can be picked apart by a more technical striker like Tim Means did. Mm-hmm. Tim Means, by the way, lost to Dan Rodriguez. So it's kind of interesting. There's some MMA math there. I don't know. Like, I think it can go either way. But my lean right now probably a little bit towards Rodriguez just because Shaq, honestly, with all Mike Perry's dealing with outside the cage, being a new dad, all the, the legal issues and stuff, I'm not so sure where he's at mentally. But we'll see. I have to think about this fight a bit more. My initial lean is towards d though. And Eric Clark in the chat says, yeah, Mike Parry. So he, he appears to agree with us. Uh, yeah. All right, cool, guys. Let's head to the UFC Vegas 19 preview. Uh, we can keep this one kind of short because it's not the most uh, enticing card at first glance. Let's start with the main event, though. Adam, um, where does Curtis Blades go with a win here? Because I think Derek Lewis has... 
much more upside in terms of fresh matches at the top of the division. But Curtis Blades could find himself in limbo if Francis Ngannou emerges the UFC heavyweight champion at UFC 260. Curtis Blades, top three guy, I think. If he wins this fight, who does he fight next? That's a great question. I think the biggest problem for him right now, the biggest dilemma, is John Jones moving up to heavyweight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because even though he has lost to Nagano twice, I think you could make that fight again if he beats Lewis and has five straight wins. Like, beating the best guys in the world, how, how do you deny the guy? But at the same time, you know, the UFC loves the fresh matchups. We know that. Mm-hmm. I think they're obviously going to do Stipe Francis. John Jones will probably get the winner sometime later yep. this year. So even if Curtis was to get a title shot, he's going to have to wait probably another year. Probably the winner of Rosen striking gone. That happens later this month. That makes sense, I guess. I feel bad for Curtis because I think he is a championship caliber fighter, but it's like the two times he, he took a step up the fight, Francis lost. And now Dana White doesn't like him because he is a wrestling-based fighter. Dana White has had some negative comments towards his style. Some fans have had too. I personally enjoy watching him fight. I think he's dominant. He's like Khabib kind of heavyweight. So I think he's a beast. But I don't know if he's really like that marketable guy for the UFC. I think it'll be John Jones next. And Blades is going to have to keep winning fights. He might have to win six or seven fights in a row. They might put him in that John Fitch category where it's like they don't give him a title shot because they just don't like his style. And uh, he has been quite... uh outspoken about like you know why am i gonna take uh a harder fight when i can take on an easier fight for the same amount of money you know i'm not gonna get a title (laughs) shot i got people to feed it it all makes sense but it's probably not the sort of language that dana white uh is personally a fan (laughs) of myron kid in the chat says blades take down over under i mean it's it's gonna happen for me the more interesting bet is will Derek lewis do the infamous Derek lewis stand up like anyone who thinks jujitsu or wrestling are effective arts, they have not seen Derek Lewis just stand up. I made the argument uh, on SureDog that I think Blades' top control is, is different than what Derek Lewis has faced, but I did have people fighting back. Hey, uh, Al- uh, Alexander Volkov got back on his feet. Justin Willis got back from his feet. I think it's inevitable that Blades takes Derek down, but do you think he can maintain that position? It's you know what I don't think this fight is as like big of a blowout as everyone's saying. Like mm-hmm. I am picking Blades, okay. I'm going to pick him by TKO because I think he does get the, the takedowns and gets the ground and pound finish eventually. But I just think everyone's completely ignoring whatever whatever Derek Lewis does in all of his fights, Shaq, which is out cardio these guys, take him to the third round, knock them out, or win a split decision. He's did it so many times. This fight's different a little, but who has the better cardio if it gets in the fourth and fifth round? I wonder. Because Blades looked exhausted against mm-hmm. Volkov in that fifth round. And Volkov didn't get the finish there. Blades was able to kind of like grind him and, and hug him a little bit to, to get through that fifth round. But Derek's not like that. Derek's got that crazy, incredible power. So to answer the guy's question about how many takedowns I would set the over-under, I'd probably set it, quite frankly, like 10. Because it is a five-round fight. And he took his last guy, Volkov, down 14 times. So I think the takedowns should be set at over-under 9.5 or 10 or whatever. But... You know, I think Lewis, if he doesn't get finished and he does make it to that last round or two, there's a chance he could have one of those infamous comebacks. I think it's a better – like, the line keeps going up, Shaq. I'm looking at the betting line. It opened at three, minus 300. It's almost minus 500 now. Wow. Derek Lewis is a quality fighter. Man. He beat Francis Ngannou. He's beaten some really good guys, man. I think people are really ignoring him here. Don't get me wrong, guys. I am picking Blades, too. My head says he should win. I just think people are really – dismissing Derek Lewis and the, the ability to get up 
like against the Linux, like you said, Shaq got up, didn't get subbed, and they knocked him out. Yeah, it's possible that could happen. Same with Marcin Tibor as well. Um, yep. Okay, I want you to be the optimist. I want in Coach Kavanaugh's eyes, I want you to be the anti Zane Zane Simon. Uh, look at this very <laughs> underwhelming card from a name value and storyline perspective, and tell me what is something people should be excited for. This weekend's card? Yeah. Well, I like the card. There's one fight I just mentioned the name, Alexi Olenek. He's fighting this guy, Chris Dawkins. Yes. This is a fight I would like to pay attention to if, if I was a fan. Uh, Chris Dawkins is a Philadelphia cop. He also fights in the UFC. He's had two fights. He knocked both his opponents out in the first round. He has incredible boxing skills. I was watching this guy's footage from before the UFC. Very fun, exciting fighter. Crisp hands, powerful, fast, and he's like a uh, young guy in like low 30s. Tough dude. He's looking, he's in better shape. He lost a lot of weight from his debut till now. I think this is a guy to look out for. And another young heavyweight, Tom Aspinall, who's fighting Andre Olovsky. That's another guy that absolutely could be a superstar. He is getting a tough fight against a veteran, Orlovsky, who's won some fights recently against prospects. But I, I think that, you know, Aspinall with this, this power and incredible boxing as well could have a great performance. So, you know, I actually think this card's pretty solid. I know it's light on name value outside the main event, but there are some sleeper fights. Those two heavyweight fights, someone's getting knocked out for sure. Okay. Uh, and as we wrap up here, I'm going to go to my favorite new pastime, which is putting the one shot on you, Mr. Adam Martin. Uh, and I just realized I accidentally put your name on the one shot as Adam Hunter. Shout out to MMA Roasted. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> okay. There are two points here that I want to address, Mr. Hunter. One. Once played in a band called PS2. First of all, tell me a little bit about this band and whose idea was it for that horrendous name? We're probably like 12 years old, man. Me and my buddies, we just used to jam in my basement. Who, who came up with the name? My old man did. Uh, we had, he had bought me the PlayStation 2. I think I was about 10, 12 years old when it came out. And uh, he's like, you guys, should, you guys should call your band PS2. So we just kind of stuck with that. <laughs> Love it. And, and then I also yeah. want you to tell me, what was it about uh, the magic of John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson that left you in a heap of tears, just emotion <laughs> swelling, a waterfall? You, what left you as like a husk of your former self after that fight? Best fight I've ever seen. You can ask my friend Aaron Bronstetter, who was there beside me watching the fight. He turned to me. He's like, what would you think of that fight? I was like, it was so good. It is a true story. All right. Love it. No um, shame. <laughs> no shame. We also got people saying uh, Tom Aspinall. Shout out to Myron Kidd. Says Tom Aspinall should wash Andre Arlovsky. I think so, too. I'll be locking him in so. for DFS. Yeah. 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 I think uh, Arlovsky's new counterboxing, you know, cash a paycheck and take no damage approach while very, very smart, uh, might sort of be his downfall in a fight against Aspinall, who I think is a superior boxer. Yep. All right, Adam, uh, we are here at the end of the road, making good time, getting out on time for once. Uh, can you please let people know where they can find you, what they can do to support you, and where they can catch, where, where they can, like, uh, sorry, get themselves, get their hands on a copy of uh, PS2's debut tape? <laughs> Well, first off, man, I just want to say thank you to have me on. Uh, Shaq, you're doing a great job, man. You've really come a long way in a short amount of time, so I wanted to tell you that, man. Thank you, man. Um, for me, you guys can follow me on Twitter, at MMAdamMartin. Uh, my main website's maoddsbreaker.com, bjpen.com, but I've joined a bunch of other websites in the last couple of weeks. 
including MyMMANews.com. And uh, there's this new app called Fanatics MMA. It's a free app. They, I just joined their website, do some writing for them, help them support their app and push it because it just came out. Very cool app, Pick Fights. Very cool. It's free too. So it's not like it's, like it's going to cost you money. It's very cool. And then I also joined this website called Elite Fantasy. Um, I'm, I'm starting, I think we're starting, I'm starting today, but my first article is coming out next week. That's a subscription thing. So it's kind of like what you guys are doing a little bit with your like, super select, chat thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little bit different for niche chat because I'm always, you know, in a, freemium kind of guy i guess as am now I, i'm going yeah, yeah exactly now i'm going to go the other routes uh, just for you know a uh, part of what i do so all that stuff but again thanks again man for having me and all the people that are in the chat cole and all the other guys asking the questions um feel free to hit me up on twitter i'm always down with chat about mma don't know much about pro wrestling these days but if you want to talk about the uh, heyday of wcw I, I could talk about that too yeah, peep the brand new AEW uh crew neck i got because i just love black crew necks and i was already buying myself a R.I.P. Brody Lee shirt, so I thought I might as well treat myself. Okay, guys, uh, thank you so much. Please go follow Adam at MMA Adam, MM Adam Martin, or MMA Dam Martin, uh, whatever you prefer. You can hit me up at Shaq underscore Foo. Last reminder, if you can please hit subscribe, tap that notification bell, leave a like on this video. That would be so great. Uh, a big shout out to our audio only listeners. You're a big part of what we do. So thank you for holding us down. As always, it's time for that shitty, shitty outro. So without further ado, stay tuned for everything fightful and so delightful. Peace out.